Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So, I just turned 50 years old. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. The big 50. Yeah, it's 50. Yes. So, yes, the big, the big 5-0. And um, so I heard, I heard that 50 is the new 30. I was, re- I think I read it somewhere in the Bible. I think it says it somewhere in the Bible that no. the fi- 50 is, I think I heard it somewhere in the, in the Bible that, but, but I feel settled. Turning 50, I feel settled. But also I realize when you turn 50, you have to have uh, psychological skills. <laughs> like you literally have to psych yourself out. Like you have to, you have to say to yourself, well, I am still young. <laughs> well, I'm not old, <laughs> but I ain't young. <laughs> right? I ain't, you know, I'm not old, but I ain't young. <laughs> At least I don't have to fight, you know. I felt, I felt like in my 40s, I was like fighting myself from becoming old. I don't have, like, I feel settled. I don't have to fight anymore. I am, I have arrived. I'm good. Like, I'm good now. You know, the fight, the fight is over. But in all seriousness, I've been doing a lot of reflecting, looking back on just how faithful God has been yes, he has. in my life. He is so faithful. And as I, as I was re- reflecting, um, you know, despite of the, uh, the highs and, and lows, I, still, I am still joyful in serving the Lord. Yes. I still have a lot of joy serving God because he is amazing. Mm. I remember when I wasn't serving the Lord. I remember what those days were like. I remember when I had problems, right? Uh, um, trying to uh, solve problems, um, right? Those problems actually stole my joy. Mm. Yeah. It just took all of my joy away. But when things were going well, I was extremely joyful. Yes. Right? So that, we call that circumstantial joy, mm. right? Dictated by what's going on in your life. If things are going well, you're joyful. But things aren't going well, you're not joyful, mm. right? See, when you live for the world, you reject spiritual things. Yeah. Right? So I, I, so I was chasing after things that I perceived gave me joy. Yeah. Right? So here uh, with, in our text, we have a group of people, right? A group of, of Jewish people who, who were chosen, who, who were uh, pursued and rescued and, and promised, right? But they, but they rejected the word of God and his covenant. That's so good. They just rejected him, right? So but these were the same people that actually helped Nehemiah rebuild the wall. Mm-hmm. But they had to pay a great penalty for rejecting the Lord. 
the Lord. And it mm -hmm. caused them a lot of pain. Yeah. But now they were open to receive the, from um, the word of God. They were really open to receive the word of God. See, when you are a child of God and you are seeking him from change for change, God is always willing to restore you. So he is such an awesome, loving, merciful God. Are you with me so far? So here's Ezra, right, standing up, preaching, trying to soften their, their hearts to create a, a, a spiritual environment, right? And he says, this day is holy wow. to the Lord our God. This day is holy, meaning that this day will be a change in your life. Praise the Lord. It's not just a regular day. Something is going to change in your life. So this day is a turning point in your life. So now they begin to be, they, they were open for, for change, right? So he began to, to teach the word of God, right? He's be, opened up the book to begin to teach the word of God. Man, he was given that word and it lasted for six hours. <laughs> but they, they kept listening. Yeah. And they actually came back. <laughs> I wonder if I preach for six hours, would y'all come back next week? <laughs> Look, as you used to see Stephanie's face, like, oh, don't be starting nothing up here. <laughs> he preached for six hours and they, and they came back. They, they came back because, but they came back because they were willing to receive, That's right? Good. Because they saw the benefit, right, of hearing the word of God. The word of God. Long became short. Mm, that's good. So as Ezra, he begins to open up the word. He begins to, to read it. And so when they started to get, get an understanding of what the word said. See, they rejected the word of God before because they didn't understand it. But now they were open to, to hearing the word of God. So when they started to understand the word, they began to weep. Because they realized how, the, how much their disobedience caused them so much pain. Right. How much their disobedience stole their joy. So it's amazing. They, they begin to weep. You know, what you obey governs your feelings. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, what you obey governs your feelings. So the reason why people stay in a state, state of grief because they allow their feelings to dictate their actions. That's so good. Right? So, but here, but they have another chance, right? So they were, will, they were willing to, to hear the word of God. So they were just, it was like, the Lord, your God, the joy of the Lord is, is your, your strength. strength. That's good. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's good. So, so they begin to reaffirm to them that they were still God's chosen people and he was still their yeah. God. That is the joy that could impart strength in me. Knowing that God is, is your God yeah. and you're still his chosen. No matter what you've done in your life, you're still his chosen people. That in itself should impart joy, should impart strength. Yes. Are you with me this morning? Yes. I love, he says, he says the joy of the Lord is your strength. strength. The living word wastes no words. The living word wastes no words. The joy 
of the Lord is your strength. strength. Jesus didn't waste any, any words when he spoke. Uh, in John 15, 11, he says, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy, my joy remain in you and that your joy may be full. What a great promise that is. That's good. Are you hearing that? Yes. He says, he says, my joy will, may remain yes. in you, and your That's joy so will be full. That is a great promise. So what is this joy Nehemiah joy. is speaking of? What is yes. this joy? I think joy. Can you hear me? I think that when I hear you talk about it, I think of revival. Mm. I think of the the environment of revival, the reading of the word, the, re the feeling of remorse and repentance of your sins. Doesn't America need a revival? Amen. <laughs> Don't we need to have an attitude where the word thrives and then there's a heart of repentance. And so what is this joy? I'm, I love it. Uh, Nehemiah in 810 says, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet and send portions to those who have nothing prepared mm -hmm. for this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the original Hebrew word for joy in this, this passage is chedba, and it means joy or gladness, joy or gladness. But the root word for joy in this context means to rejoice, to make glad, to rejoice, to make make glad. And then strength in the same verse is a Hebrew word, meaning a place of safety, a place of protection, of refuge, a stronghold. Um, but the root word of strength means to be strong, to prevail, to make firm, to strengthen. I love it. So it's really excited because when we put it all together, we are to rejoice because it is the Lord who makes our way firm. It is the Lord who makes our way firm. So in the context of, you know, looking at what they were going through and they hurt the Lord. But God is so willing and he's so merciful if we humble ourselves and, and return from our evil ways and repent. But he is so willing to make our ways firm when everything around us seems to be not firm. Do you see a lot of unfirmness? You see a lot of shaky ground? You see a lot of racial, political unrest? Mm -hmm. There's no fear of the Lord anymore. Yeah. And I just want you to Come know on. that we get our joy, not because of our circumstances or our ability to be holy, but because he strengthens us. Because he makes our way firm. That just takes the focus off of me and places it on him. And so joy, what is this joy? It's not a happiness, right? A happiness of the world. A joy is an inner strength. So a key to recognize that is there's no joy without peace. And so that's why you have people searching for peace searching for happiness and they don't never they don't never reach an inner peace right. and so when you think of joy you have to understand peace because wow. peace says it's settled because he makes my mm. way firm come on you see that it's almost like you have to recognize that this is a fruit this is a working of the holy spirit 
This is nothing that you could obtain apart from your abiding in him. Like Galatians 5.22 mentions the fruit of joy. And so I want everybody to understand that no joy comes where there is no peace. Mm. This is so important. And so what are you meditating on? What is the, the, the worries of your mind? Because we cannot not even obtain joy unless we take authority over our negative thoughts. So that's where it starts. Because you will have things that come against you because it's an attempt to steal your joy. Yeah. The enemy wants to steal your joy because he knows that if you're worried about the outcome of a situation, mm. there's no joy. Come on. He knows how to bring unrest in your household because he knows that if there's no peace between a husband and wife, there's no joy. If there's no peace between mother and child, there's no joy. And so we have to understand that even though we cannot control the outcome of other people or the outcome of the election or the outcome of our neighbor, right? Our neighbor who's getting on our nerves. We can know that he makes our way firm, that he makes our way straight. And so how do we obtain this joy? How do we maintain it, obtain it and maintain it? First of all, we have to be honest Hmm. with ourselves, amen? We must be honest in prayer. We must be honest to bring our offenses to the Lord. Amen. Because we have to confess those sins to God so he can make our ways firm. Amen. And so we have to understand that not only do we have to pray, we have to listen. Amen. We have to listen for ways that we walk because God is saying, don't walk that way because it's not a sure foundation. You need to go this way. And so that's why I say you must pray. It must be a hearing and it must be a speaking. It must be, Lord, this is my request. I have no peace in this area. And so what must I do? I don't get up and go. I wait for a response. And our second key is we must use the word as an offense and a defense. Amen. We must use the word of God as offense and as a defense. There, there was a resurgence of the word in that, that Nehemiah 8. That there was such a reverence for the word because you will be rendered absolutely defenseless if the word of God is not stored in your spirit. Amen. You don't wait for the trial to come. You don't wait for your, your son to be in the hospital. You don't wait for tragedy to come to put the word of God in you. So during those times where you do feel peaceful, you must place the word in your heart. You must meditate on it because you have to cast down and kill those negative thoughts that seek to steal our joy. I'm tired of the devil eating my lunch. Amen. I'm tired. I have a a picture. I want want them to show this picture that I have of, 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 of my two dogs, okay? I have two dogs, and one of the dogs' um, name is Joy, all right? We'll, we'll get to, we'll get, that's Joy, that's, that's my Joy. And then I have another dog that is named Jackson. And Jackson, we gotta bring up Jackson. <laughs> and I bring up Joy and Jackson because Joy, let's go back to Joy, Joy is an optimist. 
See, she's optimistic. She, she has hope that I'm going to get tired of her begging. She has hope and faith that I'm going to walk her when I don't want to walk her, when, when I want to give her a snack. She just looks patiently, and she knows she's going to wear me down. She can't wear him down, but she wears me down with that face. <laughs> but Jackson, who's a pessimist, he's already has it settled that he's not going to get anything. You see that face? You know? So he, he's a perfect mix of anxiety and anger. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's a perfect mix. How are you going to be scared and bad at the same time? <laughs> like, how do you, you're, 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 you're nervous. You're like, I want something. Then you're like, oh, and then I'm like, I'm confused. This is, this is too much. Go outside. Okay. And so that's how we are in the body of Christ. We say, this is how I am. I'm a pessimist. I'm a realist because I see the facts of the situation. But what happens when we store the word of God in us, we recognize the facts of the situation in prayer. We state the facts that this is a serious situation. This looks like there's no hope. But when we have the word of God in our lives, we combat that. And then we know that despite the situation, we serve a miracle worker. Amen. So the problem is we want to have so much control. So what happens when the joy is gone, we say, there just looks like no hope. Right. So we must begin to create our own Ishmael's mm. because I don't see the promise. There's no way because this is an obstacle. This is an obstacle. And this is an obstacle. And what we do is shut the Lord out. Come on. Christians with our words, we say, okay, God. I don't want the supernatural to happen because I'm focusing on the natural. I'm focusing on the natural. You can receive, you can hear, you can say, I'm not telling you to be in denial. But when you pray, you said, Lord, this is an obstacle. They said, there's no way. There's no, I don't see how I'm going to get out this lawsuit. I don't see how I'm going to uh, regroup financially after I lost my job. But when I put my hope in the Lord, when I put my trust in the Lord, he makes my way straight. All God is looking for is words of agreement. He's looking for us not to name it and claim it and have faith in faith, but like this scripture in Nehemiah, the word of God was present. Put him in remembrance of the word. Put him, he wants to hear his promises. It excites him when he sees his children say, okay, the real is this, but I know you will make a way out of no way. He makes our paths yes. straight. Yes. Amen. And I just want you to understand that we are not called to be people of blind faith. We are not called to be people who are in denial. We are people who see the truth, but understand that the word of God Come is on. over any situation. Amen. Amen. So we're realistic and we see the facts, but we say, but God, but God. And I believe that we have to remember that he is in control, casting our cares on him because he loves us. First Peter 7 says, and the last scripture I'm going to say, Psalm 33, 20, our soul waits on the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Do you believe that? Yeah. 
Do you believe that he will make your path straight when you ask him? I think sometimes when we've been in the body of Christ for a long time, we see a lot of stuff and we accumulate a lot of hurt and a lot of disappointment. And then we stop praying like we believe. Amen. So people who have joy are people who believe that God has a plan of surety and a foundation. But so many times people manufacture, try to manufacture a joy right? But can you manufacture a joy? No. <laughs> joy doesn't just happen. Joy is a Christ-prioritized life, right? So you don't just do things for, for the Lord, right? You live your life in him, with him, and by his strength. Come on, say it with me. Live your life with, with him, him, right? In him. No, Live your life in him. In him. With him. With him. And by his strength. And by his strength. Right? In him. In with him. him and by his strength. Mm. By the, the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your our strength. strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is a result of a disciplined, prioritized life guided by the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, good. joy is a product product of a plan restored, uh, mm. a plan for restoration. Joy is a product of a plan of restoration for our souls, right? So Nehemiah knew, right? The, see, these, remember, there was, these are the same people that helped Nehemiah rebuild the wall, but he knew that their in, in, internal strength, right, have to supersede the exterior, exterior rebuilding of the wall. Right? So it wasn't about the task. It was about God moving in their hearts. It was about them receiving God in their hearts. Are you with me? Yes. So joy from his, uh, so the joy, this type of joy that, that Jesus promised us is the joy that erases guilt and shame in our lives. That's why God wants to always first do a work in our hearts because yes. he doesn't want us to walk around with guilt and shame because there's no room for joy. Mm -hmm. There will be good. no room for joy if you're walking around with guilt and the shame. So this is why we, are, we serve our Lord that we can ask for forgiveness and he forgives us and he won't remember it any longer. He's so faithful. The only people that will remember it were you and the enemy. So you have to have a conversation with the enemy about <laughs> what you've done five years ago. Right? And he'll keep bringing it back up. But God said, I don't remember it any, any longer. Why are we still talking about this? Wow. Like, wow. I am your strength. Yes. <laughs> I am your strength. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he says, the joy, my joy will remain in you and your joy will be full. That means I will remain in you. So that, that, that's why we have to, the, the, the Bible says that if you draw near to me, he will draw near to you. Right? So that means that joy will remain. Amen. So the joy that Jesus referred is that joy dis, uh, will remain despite of circumstance. Right? My joy will remain in you and that your joy will be full. See, joy is an internal 
stability in spite of external circumstances. So good. Because we, we have the knowledge that God is in control. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm so happy that I turned 50. Right? I am. Because I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm most happy that I am no longer in control of my life. Mm. I started to reflect on the years that I was just holding on to things, holding on, making every decision in, in, in my life. Now, I can, I'm at a point in my life I can just let go. It's fun letting go. Mm-hmm. It's fun letting go. So if I want to be joyful, I have to rely on God's strength. Wow. I have to rely on God's strength. So it don't matter what's going on in my life, going back to what James says, I understand what James is saying now. He says to count it all joy. Mm-hmm. You count it all joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's so good. So that means if you are weak, he makes you strong. Amen. Like you can still have joy, right, in spite of what's going on in your life. I know that's kind of hard to hear sometimes, yeah. but because God says, I'm not going away. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not going away until I finish the work in you. Yes, yes. I'm not going. If you are a child of God, you are seeking him, you are loving him, he will not leave you alone. Come on. He will not leave you alone. No matter what you're going through right now, he has your, his hands on you and on the situation, yes. right? He may be trying to tell you, let go. Oh, wow. Right? Let go. Let go of the situation so that way he can show you what true joy is. Mm-hmm. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We have to get that as believers. The joy of the Lord is my strength, right? Who's going to be president? The joy of the Lord is my strength, right? I got problems at my job. The joy of the Lord is my strength. My family is just all crazy craziness. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I can't pay my bills. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm, I'm not feeling well, right? I got this sickness. I don't know if God's going to heal me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We have to understand that. But he says you have to live in that. Yes, yes. You have to walk in that. Are you with me? Yes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I love that scripture. My joy will remain in you. Your joy, and your joy will be full. It's a confidence in God's sovereignty. Mm. Your joy rests on God's joy. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I was uh, Friday, I was picking up some stuff for an event I did yesterday, and I was in a sign shop, and I had to pick up this sign, and I was talking to the owner, and he was, uh, you know, saying, hey, you know, is this right? And we're going through the proofs, and, and he was just like, oh, man, I made a mistake. I forgot to give you the stick. I'll be right back. And then he, he was just really disorienting it, you know, just just busy. And I said, hey, are you okay? And he said... Oh, I just heard another one of my my colleagues here in Keller business closed and I just just heard it right before you came in and it's very disorienting and I said wow I said well, well can I pray with you and he said 
please do. He said, I, you know, I haven't been in church in a while and I was just feeling that it's hopeless out here and I got to get my family back in church. And I thought this was amazing because he, you know, this is a time where we have, we will receive the joy of the Lord. And, and it's not just a selfish thing. It's so that we can give the joy. Amen. Because we don't understand it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. How many received a gift and it was a blessing? It was like, oh man, this person blessed me. I didn't know what I was going to do, but now I have the freedom to, to do this, what I wanted to do. And, and so when I'm in difficulty, I can reflect on that gift. You know, I believe Paul, when he was in prison, you can see it in his letters and he would start off the greetings. He said, I thank God for you. You know, I thank God for the growth of the church. And I I believe that gave him strength in prison as he was writing two thirds of the, I, I really believe that it does. And so when we give joy, we have a memory. Amen. We can reflect on what we gave. And then when we receive the gift of joy, we reflect on the joy. And I was like, oh, goodness, this is so exciting. I get to pray for you. I jump all around. So follow me. I said, this is so exciting. I get to pray for you. And he looked at me like, OK, all right. <laughs> and then we, we, we prayed in agreement. And then the other lady came out and then she came and then we, it was like a little prayer meeting. And, and so she said, whatever you have, I want and I didn't have anything but the joy of the Lord and it was like that makes you attractive that makes you infectious and it's not that I'm not believing for healing in some areas it's not it's not that I'm not believing for some obstacles to to be moved but joy is like a working of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit lay on top of each other. You notice that? They point to one another. Let me read Galatians 5.22. You got to hear this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. God loves me. Oh my goodness. And the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. Oh my goodness, that's in there. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such there is no law. Oh, my, thank God. Lara said before the service, thank God we're not in the, under the law anymore. Thank God that we're in the, the, new, the new Testament, right? And it says, and those who are, who are Christ have crucified the flesh. I love it. With its passions and desires. But this is in alignment with what you said. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. So how many of you are filled with the spirit? So let's walk in the spirit because the world is hopeless right now. We, we don't have an opportunity to, to live in discouragement. Amen. We can feel discouragement. We can feel grief and we can feel sadness. But if I walked in that 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 business establishment defeated and with the worries of war, I would have missed my opportunity. I would have missed my I was his confirmation to go back to church because he prayed that morning. I got to get myself back into church. And here I come in. Ooh, how you doing? Praise God. He was like, this is something. (laughs) So you don't understand. You are an answer to someone's prayer. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength, but it is a working of the Holy Spirit. It's all together. God loves me. I have joy. But this is a secret weapon of joy. When life is hitting you hard, you know what I'm talking about. When the darts hit you, when you have this fire burning, this obstacle, and they all seem to come at the same time. The secret weapon of joy is hope. It's something. It's when your hope is not in any outcome. Like, you, like Pastor said, when you have let go, it's like, I've done what I needed to do. I, I was obedient. I said what I needed to say. I've, I've obeyed and I walked the path that you told me to walk. And now my hope is in you. And that makes your joy perpetual. It feeds itself. It's like you wake up in the morning and you know you should be discouraged, but there's a bubbling on the inside because you know the hope that you have, both eternal and now. He's a present help in trouble, but he also has prepared a place for us. Isn't that exciting? We don't hear messages about that, but we need to be excited about the hope of heaven. The hope that we are sealed by his grace to the end, through all of this stuff that we're dealing with. And so I have one final scripture, and it says Romans, Romans 15, 13, and I love this. It's almost like a, a blessing. It says, may the God of hope, this is not a God, this is not an idol with no power. This isn't like another option. This is not a plan B. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So you can believe but not have peace, and that's when you're double-minded. But may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, peace in your faith, peace in your joy, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope, abound, be fruitful, um, perpetual hope. And I just love it when you think about the ways to give. Yeah. We talk about giving financially, giving um, of ourselves, service, but we can give joy. Right. Yeah. And, and we will be multiplied in that. Right. So I believe that when I imparted my joy to him, that there's going to be a time where I'm dragging and I have another saint or a person that's going to impart joy to me. Amen? I think the, the best way to do that is to allow the joy of the Lord govern your feelings. Mm. Allow the joy of the Lord to govern your, your feelings. Um, so I love it if we can just quickly just go back to uh, verse 12 in our, in our main tw text. I, I love this, and I'll, I'll wrap it up, and I have Pastor Yolanda close in, in prayer. It says, and all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly, because they understood the words that were declared to them. So that the, all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions, and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. When you understand that the joy of the Lord is your strength, you can rejoice greatly despite what's going on in your life. Amen. Father God, we thank you.
We love you, and we come before you today saying that we want that joy. We want that impartation of your strength, Lord God. We ask you to show us the paths of life, Lord God, the firm paths, Lord God, in your presence, Lord God. We know that there is fullness of joy, Lord God, and we ask that you would help us to fight, Lord God, fight like our joy depends on it, fight the negative thoughts about who we are and what people said we were, Lord God, and, and negative thoughts about other people, Lord. Help us to think the best of other people and leave the results to you, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, for joy, peace, hope, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for over these elections, Lord God, that you will bring out the right result, Lord God. Mm -hmm. We ask, Lord God, that you will reign, Lord God, that we will raise up a standard, Lord God, that the church will be the church, Lord God, and that you are purifying us through the process, Lord God. Nothing is wasted in the kingdom of God. And we just say thank you for being with us through this difficult year, but we ask that you make our joy complete. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.